Hi everyone, welcome to the Painters Podcast. In this edition, Nigel and Glenn catch up with Josh from Mates in Construction. We discuss what they do and their new pilot program for apprentices. This is a content warning. The following episode contains discussions of suicide, which some listeners may find disturbing. We recommend that if you are listening to this and you have some concerns and would like someone to talk to, please reach out to Mates in Constructions on 1300 642 111. That's 1300 642 111. We hope you enjoy this episode. So welcome every everyone today. Um, we've got Josh here from Mates in Construction and obviously Glenn is with me again. Hey boys, how are you? So, boys and girls? So um, yeah, we're here as I said with Josh from Mates in Construction to have a chat about what Mates in Construction are, what they do. Uh, what programs they're running, and away we go from there. So welcome, Josh. Morning, thank you for having me. Yeah, so Josh, do you want to just tell us a little bit about, I guess, Mates in Construction, where it started from, what it's about, and and those sorts of things? Yeah, so Mates in Construction are an independent construction charity, and um, we exist to reduce um, workplace suicide, so work suicide, I should say. Um, We were founded... Uh, by Bert, the Building Employees Redundancy Trust, who found there was a fairly high level of um, suicides in the construction industry in proportion to the death claims. So, um, do you guys know what Bert is? Or no, I understand Bert, but yeah, yeah. no, happy to for Glenn. So they're a redundancy trust for construction workers. Um, so sites that are in the scheme, they'll pay into a fund for workers, and that way, if they are made redundant or they finish up on the job or you know they're injured. They've got funds there. And Is that like Q leave? Similar to, but Similar, it's but for redundancy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and basically, they found over an eight-year period they had um, they had around four hundred deaths, and and nearly a quarter of those were uh, suicides. Okay. So, yeah. and those were in the claims that came through um, with the death certificate, and they thought, well, this seems quite high. Yep. And so when they followed that up and looked into it, they found that construction workers were massively overrepresented when it came to suicide and, and mental health. Is yep. that just employees or is that like business owners as well? Um, like that what? was a snapshot of the whole industry. So um, I personally am not super familiar with, with the individual oh, like, the breakdown. Side of thing, yeah, yeah. Um, but that was, that was across the industry. So, yeah. um, and then they found that as part of that, uh, apprentices and young workers were at even higher risk. Right. So that led to the founding of Mates, and um, Mates has been doing it ever since. Yep. We were recently recognised by the World Health, World Health Organisation as um, the world's best practice yeah. um, for addressing worker suicide. So Brilliant. they've done an incredible amount of work in a relatively short time. Um, so that's just a very, very short, very short uh, history of Mates construction. Yep. You launched last week. I believe with the the with Bunnings as well, that yeah. you guys have put some stuff together there. Yeah, mates is mates is in a part doing a partnership with Bunnings at the moment where they're um, they've got some merch and um, that's going to be really helpful for, for funding for us and, and um, it's they're just really cool hoodies as well. Normally you get yeah. your, your trade hoodies from the yeah. trade desk at the end desk. of the year, <laughs> yeah. or um, you know when it starts to get cool and and now they've got the black the, ones with the mates logo. Yeah, on, mates so. logo and Bunnings on the back. Yeah, together it's yeah. yeah so it's just trying to get the message out there which is yeah. really good because that's you know so is there like you know like how like with lifeline and that how there'll be like a call center where people call up and 
get counselling or something? Like, is, is, is that what you guys do as well? Or yeah. How does that work? So you have to excuse me because I, I am fairly new to, to mates. And yeah. so, yep. um, yeah. But that was following on from the history. Um, some of the things that we do is we do have the 24-hour hotline um, for anyone in the construction industry or their family can call. And that's staffed by qualified case managers who specialise in dealing with construction workers. Do you have that number? Yeah. Um, Just so that way everybody knows about it because that's, that's massive. Like, um, for tradies in general, like, you know, I, I'll be the first to, to say firsthand that, like, you know, I've suffered from mental health uh, problems and suicidal thoughts and stuff, and I don't feel any shame about it. I, I see it as, as um, it's, it's part and parcel of the entrepreneur's journey, especially when things don't go well. Yep. Um, but I'm, I'm looking through your thing here, and this is, this is unbelievable, like, the amount of... of you know, people that are saying bullying in the workplace, they don't feel supported and suicidal thoughts. Like something like of the people that you surveyed in the last twelve months, gender, male, three hundred and ninety three people were surveyed, thirty four point six percent have had suicidal thoughts. So that report is actually um, a specific one that was done for apprentices in twenty twenty. So mm. the original um, report was was done a while ago and that identified that they they were at high risk this was a follow-up that mates um mates commissioned with griffith university and um it's a it's a monstrous report it's it's incredible um but it's highlighted a lot of concerning things so that's one of the things that mates does as well as running the hotline so the number for the hotline is one three hundred six four two one 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 and that's staff 24 7 so uh business hours we've got mates um case managers who you can talk to and then after hours there's a, a service that will follow up with you and, and look after you and keep you safe but um one three hundred six four two one one one, or just google us and, and you can find the details we'll certainly website. share that out there because i know it's you know i know we've utilized it so a while back we had a a a problem with well not a problem uh, one of the guys who used to work for me in telesales he actually had was talking to a painter um, out west, whose actual another another painting mate had actually um, taken his life, yeah. and he just been taken for a sum of money and was about to string himself up. Unfortunately, um, thankfully, Clive at that time happened to pip- ring him, and we ended up getting straight on to you. So Clive, it was you know we went through a process. We had a process in place that if something like that happened, then. You know, he'd come to myself or one of the others in the office and let us know what was going on. We went straight to, to you guys, and then it ended up he ended up the the guy's still alive today um, and still that's, yeah that's still cool. going. And that was through your processes where we contacted you and said, "Hey, we need help. We've got this bloke on the line." And it took it was about probably forty five minutes to the police and ambulance actually arriving at this guy's house because. Right we managed to get the address out of him while Clive was on the phone to them the whole time. So trying to, because there was no way we could get a relay, you know, knew that he was going to answer the phone or if someone else rang. So it was just, yeah. So we've certainly done stuff with you guys in the past and that's one case that I know that we was personally involved in where it's, yeah, changed a life. That's fantastic. And look, a big part of what you've just explained to me then and, and is a big thing about mates is that peer support. So... We can only do so much and that's why, you know, it's up to the industry to look after each other and that's what we do with a lot of our training. So I told you that we run the hotline, um, that we do research, 
We also have training and programs that we deliver on site. So yep. um, we have general awareness training where we'll go out and we'll kind of have a toolbox talk about what we do. Um, we've got connected training, which is a half day session where um, we train workers how to connect their mates to help and keep them safe. And then we've got assist training, which is applied suicide intervention skills training. And so that's keeping someone safe um, when things are a bit more severe. Yep. And and then we've got programs like the Apprentice one that we're they're piloting at the moment, um, yep. which is based off that program. Yeah. And all of the programs kind of hinge on on workers reaching out to other workers and and keeping each other safe and looking out for each other because you've you've explained before that it's a normal regular part of life um, and our industry and we're just, we want to recognise that and we want mm. people to be comfortable with that and to be comfortable with offering help to each other. Yep. So um, that's a bit of a, a, a excuse me poorly explained um, you know cross section of what well, we do. No, it's not at all. That's poorly. half it's of the problem though. Like I've known you for no more than maybe half an hour and. Um, what you just said to me then was that is my reality that suicide and suicidal thoughts go hand in hand with my career choices yeah could you imagine going to be a receptionist or going into a medical profession or something and then understanding that going and at, at my position now I understand that but going into that and saying well dude if you want to be a business owner in the construction industry and anybody that I interact with this is my take on it Dude, you got to be prepared to go through the fire, and the, these things are some of the red flags that you're going to to have. And like, have you guys been able to identify, or, or like, what's the major cause for this? Is it like you know this thing I'm reading here about bullying in the workplace for young fellas? Like, I get that, and there's references to the to the um, the LGBTI plus community. Like, I get that, but like, what's the main stressor? Is it you know? Uh, consistency of work, payments, you know, pressure to perform, like, what is it? Well, I'll preface this by saying that I'm not a subject matter expert and I'm not a researcher. So, yeah. Okay. So, from what we know is it's a combination of everything and it's different for everyone. We know that and what I was getting at before was suicidal thoughts are fairly common. So, um, you know, up, like, approximately one in 20 people will experience thoughts about suicide mm -hmm. and what we know is that acting on it is less common. And so mm. it's a fairly normal thing, um, but we want to stop people from, from taking the thoughts to actions. And you've, you've identified a lot, of, uh, a lot of things that as construction workers, you know, and business people that you experience, and it, it can be any number of them, you know, like, and it can depend on the individual and it can depend on the time. Um, and it's pretty hard to, to pin down as far as I'm aware. Um, What's the main leading cause? Yeah, yeah, and when, like you saw in the report, you know, when they talk to people, um, people say things like long hours, hard work. In your last podcast, throwing up frames in, in the middle of summer. Yeah, um, great. yeah, yeah, and and so like construction work is not easy work, um, mm. and that's probably you know why we're overrepresented in, in some of those stats. Also, we're a large industry. Yeah, as well, you've got to take that's into account that we're, we're probably one of, if not the biggest industry in the country. Yeah. You know, right across the board. You have to look at the demographic, though. Like, you know, with, with all due respect, the, the construction industry is, is a blue-collar industry. Yep. Okay, so where does the blue-collar workers come from? Like, if you look back throughout time, blue-collar workers, with all due respect, aren't the most educated. They don't have the highest demographic for, for education. They don't take well to skills and learning. 
they are people that work with their hands. And I'm not saying that there's any wrong, anything wrong with people that work with their hands as opposed to their brain. We've all done it. We, we, we do we, it. We, That's we've what we've all do. done it. Like, I've been a painter, you know. So the, the point being is, is that that is part of a blue-collar working class. And that working class is what is the backbone of many, many countries. But the thing is, is because those individuals are not always inclined to take up education, all of these uh, burdens that, that fall upon them, that's, th this is the byproduct of that. And because we're such a big industry, mm. with the, the demand shortages, the price increases, and all the rest of it, like, the, stress, the stresses are just insane. Yep, everything's going through the roof. Mm. Everything's becoming more expensive. Wages aren't increasing in a line, um, unless, of course, at the moment, wages are in some in some unless, sectors. Unless, of course, your production your production matches your, your wages. Your wages, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, everything, and where you just hit on it, Glenn, I think, is that it comes back to the education. You know, yeah. as you said, you weren't fully a fail, mates in construction what they I do no and, idea. I, mean, I didn't no. pass year 10 master english yeah you know. so you know so that's where the education level comes in and i guess this is part of what we're doing you know and um you know we're, we're trying to work with what well, we are working with mates obviously um but looking at some of these pilot programs for bringing the young the young apprentices and whatnot through and actually educating them and getting them ready for their future, yeah. you know, because they don't know what they don't know. They don't know what they don't know. We're like I regularly say, we're taught our trade. We're, we're actually taught what um, we need to do. Myself, I was taught how to apply paint to walls yeah. and ceilings and substrates and things like yeah. that. Um, I was never taught to business. You know, I was lucky enough that I aligned myself with a heap of other business owners um, to actually sponge off them and get an understanding of the business, and then and and what experiences that they've gone through um, to help me to, to see what was coming and what was going to occur when I had my own business. Um, whereas most of the, the people today don't get that opportunity and they're, well, I've got my ticket, I've finished my trade, I've got my Cert 3, I'm going to go start a business now, go in, start the business. Don't understand that you need money to start a business. Yeah. They don't understand that you... What what can happen um, when something doesn't go right? If if a job's if something goes wrong on a job, dealing with different people's emotions on on them because mm -hmm. you if you're painting someone's house, that's their number one thing. Yeah, they're paying you know? twenty thirty thousand dollars. Like they're highly emotionally driven to the outcome. Like um, you know, with with what we see, like because we do residential repaint and body corporate, right? With commercial projects, there's less emotional, um, you know, content that goes into the transaction. Yeah. You know, as business owners, we see everything as a simple transaction. You know, you pay me, I deliver X. Yeah, so there's a whole slew of emotions that go into the transaction. And, and as um, tradespeople, business owners, supervisors, we're not attuned to this level of anxiety and stress that it causes us. Like, even... If you took it in a commercial sense, the building supervisor or the construction manager having these ridiculous deadlines because they are impacted by the developer a lot, it just it all pushes down the chain. And um, uh, I refer to it as callousing of the mind. So, like when we when we work in the yard, we callous our hands so that way we don't get you know uh, blisters and such. 
But as tradespeople, our minds are not calloused. We seem to have this understanding that we turn up, we put paint on the wall, we, we stand up a frame. We're callous to the 40 degree heat, but our mind isn't callous to the stresses that the job or the business or the customers or the supervisors or that, that put upon us. And that in turn leads to, my experience is substance abuse. Because you will turn to alcohol if you don't have drugs available to you like I did and you will drink yourself into a stupor to turn your brain off because you just the stress is just too much um, I got to a point where I was coming home my partner was getting tremadol from the doctor for, for pain um, and I would I would take two tremadol I'd smash a six pack in an hour and I would be drooling just completely obliterated and my brain was turned off but then the next day I would get up get in my car go to work and it, it all started again only so I was not as sharp the next day so every day I'm blunting myself and that's just causing more and more problems and I think that my situation is what many 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 tradespeople encounter 100% yeah and that was that was represented in um in the studies that they've done where they've found that substance abuse or, you know, people have said substance relationship, any number of life, regular life events too. These aren't, you know, like things that are unique. These are things that people experience every single day. And, you know, so they're all normal things and it makes it a, a fairly normal problem. Mm. And that's why a big part of, of mates' approach is normalising it. And essentially mates is about mates looking after mates. So, you know... If you see someone on site who's come to work, like not the full pack of the biggies or smelling of grog, encourage people to, to reach out to them and say, hey mate, are you doing all right? And, and that's what our training does. And that connector program is, is sort of really good in that we get a few connectors in each workplace and you've got a few people who are specifically trained on how to, to see invitations or signs from their mates on, on how they can... So red flags. Yeah, but we don't call them red flags because they're... they're um, That's a negative connotation. A little bit, but also, like, um, they are invitations, you know. If someone's if someone's not doing it well... Oh, an invitation to start the conversation. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I Yeah, so that. it's it's kind of... It is it is making it, turning it into a positive, and, and, yeah. and it's good because, um, you know, you've got people looking out for each other, and you get a few connectors in a workplace, and, and then all of a sudden you've got multiple people who can help their mates out and keep them safe, and... And then it goes even further with our assist training, and and from there, and and with the mates, um, with the mates support line as well, case managers will connect you to all kinds of support. So, all of those things that you've said and mentioned, like completely normal. And mm -hmm. and we've got three tradies sitting here right now, and all of us would have stories about stuff that we've we've been through. And um, you know, none of us would be that surprised to hear them anyway. The thing no. is, is that we do have we do have help available for that, and that's through. There's each nothing, other and through mates. There's nothing to yep. be ashamed of. No. no. It happens, as you said, it happens to everybody and everybody deals with it in their own way and the the benefit, I guess, of, of organisations like you guys is the fact that, um, you know, this connotation of, you know, you're a trader, you should be able to handle the 40 degree heat and stop being a pussy and all the rest of it. Look, there is a certain degree of that that is, that is positive regardless of, of how it sounds. But it's the mental health aspect of, of what it actually breaks people down to be, um, and you know, um, you know, when it starts to, to
to come into I don't want to go to work because I'm being bullied or I'm not able to cope then that's when it becomes a problem yeah mm. and I just want to acknowledge like all of the um, you know things that we've said there's a lot of real positive stuff happening um, in in our industry but in general around mental health so like for all of the for all of the negatives and, and all the struggles that people are having like mates is is there there's other organizations that are out there to help you know um, things are better than they ever have been for in a lot of realms you know for workplace health and safety for mental health so like while there's problems um, there are solutions and things are improving and it's, it's really important to focus on that as well yeah and I think the awareness too yeah. um, that's certainly I believe being picked up I, I can think back you know 20 30 years ago suicide was a taboo word yeah. Yeah. you couldn't say if you if you were you to use that word you know it was you need to see a yeah that sort of thing whereas today um, the education you know I mean we just saw it with you know a footy player it's been publicized everywhere looking for help every every news article that you hear today they're talking about you know if you need help go and talk to someone if you you know um, and they they're on every news show every TV show now you know talk back programs everything is going here's a phone number if you need to talk to someone which we didn't have years ago you know mm-hmm. I think probably in this space it's only been in sort of the last oh, I'd say years. less than 10 years yeah I was going to say you know five to eight years that the space is actually starting to open up and people are talking about it where they haven't in the past yeah. that's that's what that's just my opinion of what I saw and, and you know having gone through the you know the trades and the yeah. you know clipped over the back of the head and all that fun stuff that we all went through well, as youngers well we've all got stories of <clears throat> we've all got our stories especially you know, I've been I'm 36 so I started as a painter when I was 15 right so maybe the generation of today like the the 20 year olds or whatever you probably don't have these stories but we both you know we've all seen the apprentice that's you know got a got a beer that got pissed in instead of you know had had beer in it or something and and you know in today's world that's classified as bullying or, or um, what do they call it like uh, hazing. hazing yeah, yeah. And, and this was a common part of industry like the yeah. military do it the, the construction industry do it if you want to be part of the boys or you want to be part of the carpentry crew or whatever then mate you know you, you're going to get shot at with a framing gun you know like and you know there's like you see it still on like there's this thing called tradie mayhem on uh, on Facebook yep and you see, like, oh, mate... Like, All the time, the coming out of the UK, that primarily, yeah. yeah. It was in the portaloo, and they started shooting a framing gun at him. And, you know, it's, I thought it was hilarious. But the thing is, is, like, how does that bloke feel? Yeah. You know, and, you know, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, you know, there's... A, I, I think that there's a fine line between, you know, banter on the job site... And, well, you know, shooting someone with a frame now. Well, it, it, but it still happens today. You know, I was talking to some apprentices last week um, about, you know, the best, the worst and, and of what's happening on job sites out there and things like that. And, yeah, only in the last month, one of them, you know, at the end of the day, was quickly ducked to the toilet before they, they had to drive home. And the boss was reversed, tapping the, tapping the, um, the portaloo with the car. You know, I mean, and this is a twenty-something-year-old apprentice. You know, so I mean, it still happens everywhere today. You know, they 
they took it all in, in good stride, good stride and, and they understand that sort of thing, but there's certainly a lot out there that wouldn't necessarily take it that way. Yeah. You know, yeah, I, heard, I, I hear them regularly, a lot of the Portaloo stories yeah. from the, the guys, you know. We used to people... throw bricks at the Portaloo. Yeah, there you go. Like, that's what we would do. So Someone would go, go in there, you go to the Portaloo. You throw rocks at the Portaloo. Until you, fit, until you come out. Yeah, yeah because, you, you know, and back then you didn't have iPhone. No. You know what I mean? And that was just what you did. Yeah. Um, we, we, had, uh, we had this one guy, we were doing a townhouse development, and uh, there's like, you know, 50, 60 townhouses. And so old mate got one of those homegirl picture magazines. Remember the old homegirls? Mm-hmm. Really get them from the servo. So what he did was he went to the side office, he photocopied the, the, the nastiest homegirl he could find and wrote on it such and such as Misso, photocopied like 50 of them and went around to everywhere and, and put blue painter's tape and put them up as posters everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it... it it made everybody laugh. It was hilarious. But, you know, in today's world with, you know, with mental health and that, is that considered bullying? Like, it's... Yeah, a, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and so that's where, um, you know, where where the line is drawn. Like, that's why within my business, we keep it 100% professional. Because from my perspective as an employer, I don't need this. I don't need these ramifications of workplace bullying like, because sure, we've talk, spoken about it from the individual's perspective, mm. but from an employer or a contractor or a business owner or an entrepreneur's oh. perspective, I don't need that stuff. I don't need that shit. I don't yeah, need massive, what, massive liability. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but not just that. I mean, and then look at obviously that as a business owner is a liability in itself with, when it comes to those sorts of things. But also look at the impact on the industry of how many people, like you said earlier, that don't actually go to work the next day because of something that's happening and that's that's a, a really big one yeah. um that, that it's not just impacting the employer it's actually impacting the whole construction industry because of it because of the amount of man hours that are actually lost yeah well it took him across like everything to, to photocopy those and go around site for a laugh of everybody he, he wasted two three hours of his day yeah so that cost him like over two hundred dollars yeah just to make a make a joke hmm. like if you're a business owner, your whole mission is to grow the organism of your company, mm. which is a commercial entity. The whole reason why commercial entities are around are to produce profit. No other, unless you're a non-for-profit, but you are a profitable entity. That is your only sole purpose. Yeah, and look, in a situation like that, um, you know, there's there's like in times where it's been considered the done thing, but. As a PCBU, you have an obligation in the Workplace Health and Safety Act to keep a safe workplace free from bullying. Mm-hmm. And so, um, if that's happening, you know, on sites that you're responsible for, that's a massive risk, um, just in and of itself. But you kill morale at work. You know, if if, if the bloke that's oh, yeah. spending hours tormenting the apprentice or tormenting someone else, you've got a workplace where people aren't going to want to, you know, be there because it's not safe for them. It's mm-hmm. not safe for them to, mm-hmm. you know connect with their workmates and so on so many levels that type of behavior um just does no good so and it's not productive no it's, it's no. not only not productive it's 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 um it's massively damaging to to people's lives and those sorts of little events they can affect people down the track you know so mm-hmm. oh. photo like you know photoshopping someone's face onto a porn picture and and posting it around site that person might you know, put on a brave face, but that that may disastrously affect their confidence and, and mm-hmm. could lead to more serious things. Um, oh. 
And so if that report, so just for your listeners, we've got a copy of a report here uh, that mates did on, it's called The Impact of Workplace Bullying and Mental Health and Suicidality in Queensland Construction Industry Apprentices. And the main, the main focus of that was the impact of bullying. And when you look at apprentices, um, approximately 9.6% is the regular amount of bullying in Australian workplaces. Apprentices hold around 30. Yeah. So wow. they're getting picked on at a rate sort of three times the yeah. average worker. Yeah. And like you said, um, in some of those other groups like LGBTQI plus, it's even higher. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's even higher. And so, it's one thing to have a joke with a, an old trader who you've worked with for a while, and you know who doesn't really care about what you say or what you think. But if the person that's career is blossoming under your supervision, um, and they're starting out in the industry, is getting tormented, and and that in turn leads to why they're at high risk for for a number of other things. So, I'll throw a few statistics out there while I've, while we're on it. Um, so you said nearly 30% reported suicidal thoughts in the past 12 months, um, mm-hmm. and that's that's correct. Now, depending on which you go off, um, that could be up to 13 times higher than the rest of the population. For apprentices? Um, for apprentices, yeah. yeah. Um, 13, 13 times, times higher. Yeah, yeah. and that's, that's based on the findings in the report, but there is a, a caveat there that... But that's just for illustrative purposes. Yeah, that's on the number set that they work with. Yeah, yeah. so it doesn't it doesn't take into account you know, every study that's been done. But um, nearly thirty percent have poor quality of life that may indicate depression. Thirteen um, percent had high levels of mental distress that could indicate indicate severe mental illness, which is um, massive. And beyond that, it was found they had low levels of of mental health and suicide literacy. So. Um, of the ones that experienced that elevated nearly 30% of bullying, 20% of them said it was severe. So it wasn't just a nickname or it wasn't just a, a, you know, a brick thrown at the shitter. It was you know, like severe, consistent bullying. So um, looking at it in that context, the old um, go get some, you know, a left-handed screwdriver or something like that. Is, it's not the same. It's, complete, it's, a, it's yeah. a complete other like, planet compared to what you're actually talking about with the bullying and, and the impact that it has. And so um, we know now that it's disastrously bad for individuals, for teams, for businesses. And like you said, you know, not having that education. We, we do have that education out there and we, we're putting out this program for apprentices to, to help build their resilience. And, and, mm. and so that was one of the recommendations of the report. So this is our pilot program, is resilience training for apprentices and it covers a number of realms and, and it was all around bullying. But we've got the opportunity to talk to them. So we're covering more areas um, mm. like the report recommended. Um, and so we have a look at uh, financial management, alcohol and other drugs, suicide, mental health literacy, workplace rights and, and self-care. So we yeah. spend half a day with them to give them that bit of education um, so we can bring a new generation of, of tradesmen and tradeswomen into the industry. Um, that are better equipped. Yeah, and to make mm. it a better place because um, like with the, the connector training that we do, you know, every person that's out there that's been trained by mates is connector has the potential to, to save one of their workmates' lives, you know, or, or help them. And we've got the hotline there. So the more that we do for the industry, we're making it a better, healthier place and we can reduce that bullying. And, like, you can have the best... Like, construction's amazing to work in and you can have the best time on site. You can have a laugh with your mates that, that isn't, you know, at their expense. And and so there's some really good stuff happening there and, and that's that's kind of my and, and our focus is... is um, getting proactive and, and helping drive those changes and, and drive that education because we can talk about um, you know the numbers and, and what's happened um, mm-hmm. and you know the history that's you know the old days and stuff but the reality is is that we kind of know better now so um, we're change yeah, yeah. And, and it's it's for the better like you know 
cohesive workforce, everyone's get together, everyone feels safe and, and looked after and knows their mates looking out for them, you've got a team who will produce. You've got A players. Yeah. That, that's a business yeah. owner's dream to have A players that they can trust, rely on to look after their customers and, 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 and deliver a quality product. Whereas if they're consistently being yelled at, like even yelling and abuse, like yelling yeah. and abuse, like there's no need, there's no reason to yell or abuse your, your, your staff. No. You just got to have a chat to them, and if they can't perform, then give them a written warning. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and so all of those things are negatively impacting their ability to come to work and actually do their job because they don't want to be there. Yeah. And I, I know in previous podcasts, you guys have said how hard it is to find like good staff. You know how there's a lot. Treat of, them well. Yeah. And yeah. well, you can create them. You know, you can mentor them from the ground up, and and you can get these apprentices in, and you can you can put them into programs like ours, and you can spend time with them, and you can you can create awesome tradies and that are going to work in your team and they're going to you know they're going to support your business mm. as you support them so yeah. there's opportunities out there for, for you guys and your listeners to, to engage with these programs and um, yeah even our other programs we do have supervisor training in the works too because you touched on some of the like madness that's involved with like supervision of, of projects or even just you know subcontract mm. supervisors and so that's another area that Mates is looking at to, to help the industry so um there's a lot of really good stuff out there. And um, like talking about apprentices, if we can change those mindsets and, and change some of that behavior, we can we can shape the industry and um, make it a, a better, healthier place to work. Well, I think that's the goal of everyone. Yeah. You know, it's, um, do you want to go to work and be happy or do you want to go to work and, and feel like crap? Yeah. You know, um, you know, the number of people and look, I've, I've spoken to a lot of employers now since, you know, we've been talking about doing this this program. Um, I'm yet to have one come back and say, no, I don't want my apprentice doing it. Mm. You know, some employers are, have asked, well, do you think I can sit in or can I find out some more information about it and, and things like that. You know, I mean, we've got one employer who actually on Friday last week, he's got... A couple of apprentices and a, a few staff, reasonable, you know, reason, good, successful business. He's just completed one of his apprentices. He took them um, all out for a seafood lunch on Friday. He said, no, we, you know, looking after, will not tolerate anything. He was the first one to put his hand up and say, hey, I want my apprentices to all do this program. I'd actually be interested in getting all my staff to look at doing something like that. You know, um, so it's something that that I think is changing within the the industry. And the look, the majority that we deal with are smaller business. I know it's you know say one to five man business. They don't hear about this stuff. No, that's that's the biggest. They're still in the, their own little world. They're, they're, that's it. Yeah. yeah, they're they're insular. You know, they're still trying to just graft out a living. The majority of them are still swinging a brush in our case or are on the tools if they're, they're running a chippy business or whatever. They're still actually doing the do, yeah. not um, not actually running a business, yeah. you know, because they don't have that understanding. And because of that, they don't find out about these things. They don't get that education. Yeah. Um, the big end of town, yep. It's a, it's a, yeah, the union yeah. sites and stuff like that, it's completely Big end of town are completely yeah. different, but the majority of the people, I think, that are our listeners are actually those smaller, less than, you know, up to 10, yeah. 10 sort can, of Can I play devil's people. avocado for a second? Yep. I'm a two, three-man operation. I hire an apprentice. Let's just say... 
we go off the outlier on the bell curve we go to the one percenter it's an, uh, the apprentice that we've employed is an lgbtq uh person yep i keep telling them put your effing phone away you're here to work i've told you a hundred times and all you're doing is on your phone you're on your facebook talking to your friends then because i keep telling you you you're, you're getting under my skin and because you're getting under my skin because i've told you a hundred times i end up yelling at you put your effing phone in your lunchbox and if it comes out again you're gone in my personal opinion, not my professional opinion, that is not harassment and that is not bullying because that individual has had warning after warning after warning. And this individual is just, he's just a guy that's trying to make a living for his family. He's giving that individual a opportunity to learn. And that individual won't, won't do as they're told. Yeah. And I can fully grasp, look, whereas 30 years ago, that individual would have been smacked in the side of the head, which whether that was right or wrong, I'm not condoning either or. But today, there's no repercussions for their actions at all, other than, and I'm playing devil's avocado here, mm. getting on the phone and calling Fair Work, you, mates in construction, I don't know who they call, but then they call and have a winch. Yeah. Then the poor business owner has a lawsuit on their hand because they abused an LGBTQ community member because they couldn't get off their phone and do their job. Yeah. So, in this instance, I'm by no means an expert. Look, to me, there's a communication breakdown, and that's one of the things that we explain in the course, is like, um, when you have these interactions with your tradies as an apprentice, it's not always because they think you're a soft cock or, you know, because, um, you know, they think you're useless. They're trying to communicate and they're trying to build rapport and commonality. And so mm. you're trying to communicate to your apprentice that like you you have an expectation that they stay off their phone. Whereas for them, they're that's a big part of their life and their identity. So the the biggest thing there is there's a communication breakdown. And and that's one of those things where um, as you know, it sounds it sounds like a bit of a cop out, but um, as a business owner and a PCBU, you you've kind of got to like, you know, recognize that all right well if this isn't working then i have to go through the you know the, the proper step yeah. but then when you're talking about the small like we said owner. the small business owner yeah they're not educated on those steps they don't yeah. understand well, they that there's they just want the house painted yeah. or want the job the completed and profit. you know that that's that's all that they they want yeah and so they don't understand and this is where we go back to education but going back to the the business owners being educated yeah right back at the beginning of their trade when they come out of their trade. Yeah. Well, you know, and that that's just doesn't happen. What, what it's coming to, and this is, once again, this is my personal opinion, we're just having a chat, yeah. you know, um, is in South Park, there's principle, uh, PC principle, politically correct principle. Everything that he says has to be politically correct. And then there's vice principle, then there's vice principle, strong woman. And, and this is South Park. But, what I'm suggesting is that the direction of the world is going is everything has to be politically correct. Okay? You can't do this, you can't do that, you can't smack them in the side of the head, you can't bully people. You, all these things that were the norm, and let's face it, our painting demographic is an ageing population. Mm. Most of them are between 55 and 65. The old ways are dead. Yep. And you will pay severely for transgressing 
these new ways because they will take your business, they will sue you, the fair work will take you to, to town, um, you know, because as soon as they can identify that you are giving mental health abuse to people, you're screwed. Mm. So dot your I's, cross your T's, and if they're not doing what they're told, give them a written warning and bounce them out of your business as quick as you can. Yeah, and that goes for any employee, like not, you know... Whether it's not it's just a, apprentices, it's anybody. Yeah, it's, any, it's, yeah. it's not it's limited to apprentices, males, females, LGBTQI, no. that's, that's just, the, that's any industry. So, yeah. um, you know, it's it's one of those things that it's a, it's tricky to, to navigate. Well, I, and, and that's why you said yourself, it's hard to be a business owner. Um, I'm in a commercial uh, shared workspace like a WeWork, yeah. right? I pay nearly $3,000 a month for an office. I get complaints because I talk too bad. <laughs> and and, and I'm, a, I'm a business owner and I'm a construction business owner. Yeah. Now, when you got me on this podcast, I only swear marginally. Yeah. Get me off of a podcast or get me in person, <laughs> mate. You know, Wolf of Wall Street ain't got nothing on me. I can vouch for that. You can vouch for that. So when I'm in my office and I'm talking to someone, if they rev me up, well, they cop, they cop the real me. And so then I get complaints from all these PC people that have been office workers their entire freaking life, they've never been on a building site, coming to me when I'm paying three grand a month for an office and you're talking too loud and you need to uh, uh, refrain from your uh, obscene language. And it's like, well, you, you want to know obscene, obscene language? And so what I've discovered from, from working in this office environment is that, and, and even just by meeting with you and understanding about mates in construction today, is that the construction industry that we knew and loved is gone. It is the same way that an office environment operates with all of their PC stuff, you can't smack girls on the bum and all the rest of it, of what they did in the 50s. You can't do that stuff anymore. Mm. And it's now migrated from the office spaces of all this politically correct stuff into the construction industry, which is, by definition, a blue-collar industry employing people like me that didn't pass maths and English in high school. And now these individuals have to abide by the same regulatory stuff of, you know, it's the same amount of change. Like in the 50s, like, what? I can't smoke in my office and smack the, uh, the, the receptionist on the arse? What are you talking about? This has been like this for the dawn of time. Or and start then, drinking beers at lunchtime. Start drinking beers at lunchtime. Hey, Toots, go get well, me another beer. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. And that's happening in the construction industry. Well, it's already happened. You could argue that, that it's growing, not, you know, that's not a regression. Um, and, and it's making it a fairer place for everyone. Like, I know you guys love the industry. I love the industry. Why shouldn't women and, and, and people with, um, you know, LG, from LGBTQI backgrounds be able to engage with that and, and benefit oh, from it as well? Look, so we have, with, with our apprentices, so over 20%, I think it's nearly 23 or 24%, are actually female apprentices that we train. Which is fantastic. Which is, is the numbers are enormous. And it's interesting listening to their stories of what happens on site to the boys' stories of One what of happens on site. One of my best employees was, 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 was a lesbian, right? Yep. And she worked harder than the blokes, listened better, done her job better than the blokes did. Hmm. And, you know, the reality was, was especially in painting, painting anybody could paint. Um, but they're, they're, as you said before, that... Um, it's not a regression, it's, it, it's a growth. That depends on your perspective. 
for the for the individuals that are the small business owners that are 55 that are 45 55 65 it's not a progression it's a it's a regression as far as they're concerned but for people of my generation your generation and the new generation coming through this is a positive because we get to bring in new people that are better educated a better workplace and it's more productive like we said, the industry's gotten better. It's gotten safer. You know, look at this, the stuff that we're doing. The productivity's gone up. Things things are, are brilliant and are getting better every single day. And um, you know that it's just people. It's it's just navigating working with different people. And and you know we've got um, massive skill shortages. So we need to attract diverse people to the industry. Yep. Um, okay. And that that means you know um, getting everyone in and, and looking after them and keeping it safe. Yep. There's no nothing wrong with keeping people safe and actually giving them a, like people are more productive when they've got a work environment that they actually want to come to work. You yep. can't you can't train attitude. No. So look, on that note, look, Josh, I'd really like to thank you for coming in and and um, yeah, Absolutely. spending this time and telling us what you guys are doing out there. Um, if anybody. You know, needs any help or anyone in the construction industry is looking for from assistance. Um, what was that number again? So one three hundred six four two one one one. Okay. So um, thanks again, Josh. And uh, yeah, yeah. Look it, forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks for having us. Thanks, mate. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this edition of the Painters Podcast. We recommend that if you have some concerns and would like someone to talk to please reach out to Mates in Construction on 1300 642 111. That's 1300 642 111. We hope you enjoy the rest of your day and bye for now.